Hello, 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 and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of The True Power From Within. I am your host, Melody Ferris Tucker, and I am so grateful that you are here. I do hope that this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. So today I am calling this, you have to go through it to grow through it. And I'm just going to tell you that, you know, over the past month or so, my mind has been a battlefield. Um, consumed with worry and anxiety and, you know, all of the things. And as I told you in the last couple of podcasts, I've really been, you know, digging into devotional and digging into the word and committing to journaling every single day um, in relation to what it is that I read in my devotional that day. And, you know, we... Oftentimes, excuse me, um, you know, we have all of these popular phrases that we like to use, you know, in order to get us through things, right? And we, we consume ourselves with these, what we feel like comfort sayings and things that, you know, bring us comfort in the moment, you know, which is great, but it doesn't help us in the long run. Um, you know, I I was telling my husband the other day that I was, you know, worried and I was concerned and I have really been feeling like my mind is this battlefield and I've felt myself being really negative and, um, you know, and, you know, lacking in faith and motivation and, you know, hope and all of these things um, you know, over a temporary situation, which I think a lot of us can relate to. But in these, in these times and in these moments, we really have to dig in and find out where are these feelings and emotions coming from. It's not just because of a temporary situation. You know, we, we often, you know, revert back to different things, whether it's shame or guilt or insecurities or, you know, past trauma or whatever it is, oftentimes when we go through a temporary situation, it brings back up, you know, past situations and you begin to feel that sense of insecurity or a guilt or shame or worry. And, you know, we're, we, we begin to dwell and our mind becomes this battlefield and we get worried and we get stressed out. And so, as I'm digging into my devotional, you know, we all have this, you know, universal saying, and this may be controversial for some, but that's okay because I didn't know it and I had to learn it. And now I know. So, you know, we, you know, I'm, I'm really always digging into stuff and I'm really wanting to know like where something has come from, right? And, you know, we hear the popular saying, this too shall pass. And, you know, going through different things in your life and you begin to experience worry and, you know, and, and, you know, self-doubt or negativity, you know, we hear a lot of people saying this, like, I grew up hearing this phrase, this too shall pass, right? And I have said that to myself many times, this too shall pass. So being the person that I am, I start digging in because 
I read the Bible, but I've never seen that particular verse. So I look it up, you know, where in the Bible does it say this too shall pass? And I come upon many, many, uh, many, many articles saying that this too shall pass is not in the Bible. And so I'm, I'm digging and I'm like, this is weird. And so then I find the story, the theology behind where this too shall pass came from. And so I start digging in. But what was funny is that then I am listening to a message because as I'm getting ready every morning, I'm listening to a message and another pastor says the exact same thing. This too shall pass is not in the Bible. But we often use this phrase a lot. So I begin to sound like, okay, well, where is this? Where did this said phrase come from, right? Where did it come from? And the story behind it is that um, in theology, King Solomon had a servant that he was trying to humble, okay? So he gave him an assignment uh, to go and find him, right? He was giving him an assignment that he knew was impossible. So he told him to go find him a magic ring that when someone put this ring on, if they were if they were sad, that they would become happy. If they were happy, they would become sad, right? But then the um, the servant came back and he could not find it. So King Solomon decided to go to a jeweler and he had the ring made and he had it in Hebrew written on the ring. And I'm not going to probably not going to pronounce this correctly, but we're going to give it a shot. Gam Z Yaavor. I probably butchered that, but that means in Hebrews, this too shall pass, but it is not in the Bible. And so I was, of course, greatly disappointed because I've said this phrase. I think we've all said this phrase. But the more and more I think about this, and I'm going to reference, don't worry, I'm going to reference what I'm talking about. But, you know, I, I think I came to a disappointment about, I've been saying this and hearing this my whole life, right? But when you really think about like this too shall pass, okay, is this... Is this a way for us to be passive in our um, in our spirituality? Because we're like, okay, well, we're just going to wait on God, and you know, this too shall pass. But if we really dig into it and we really listen to what we're saying, it may it would if we say this too shall pass, that means that we are are presenting God as He is passive. We don't serve a passive God. We may be passive. But we don't serve a passive God. And let me give you an example. So as parents, right, if our child does something wrong, okay, or, or you know, they have bad behavior or whatever, are we passive as parents? Are we going to be like, okay, well, some of us are, okay? I mean, you know, some of us do allow, you know, our kids to get away with things. But I, as as a parent... As my children got older and I began to see this really bad behavior, I had to really step up to the plate and, you know, let them know this bad behavior is not okay. You're going to end up where your mama ended up, right? At some point, we can't be passive and we don't serve a passive God. Okay, because remember when Jesus was um, praying and he said when he knew that he was about to go to the cross and he said, Lord, you know, pass this cup over. Right. 
what did God did not say? And yeah, Jesus finally said, Lord, let your will be done. But did he pass that off from Jesus? Did he say, okay, I'll be passive and I'll give it to somebody else because you don't want it? Absolutely not. We don't serve a passive God. If we look at any story in the Bible, God has never been a passive God. I think about David, right? And, you know, when he had relations with Bathsheba, right? And then he got pregnant and then the baby passed away. You know, God was not being passive at that moment. What he was doing was he was saying, listen, okay, you know, you've got to go through this to grow through this. Because if I don't take you through this, okay, and I don't show you that there are I wouldn't, I don't want to say consequences, but yeah, that is what it is. Consequences to your actions or your behavior, you will repeat these things again. You will believe that it is okay. This is something that you have to go through and grow through. And so before, you know, anybody gets on here and starts saying, well, you know, that's not true. It's in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. But here's what I want to show you, because I think that it is, um, I think, I think it's, it's amazing, to be honest with you, okay? As we say, this too shall pass. But if you look at Deuteronomy 28 and 1, it says, It shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of God to observe carefully his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set high above all nations on the earth. If you drop down to 28 and 15, it will say, it says, will come to pass. It's pretty much the same scripture, but it says, will come to pass if you don't obey. We have Acts 2 and 17. It shall come to pass. Isaiah 65, 24. It shall come to pass. Ezekiel 12, 25. I am the Lord and the word which I speak will come to pass. Genesis 8 and 6. Noah says it came to pass. None of those say this too shall pass because that would mean that God, we, when we look at a representation of God, we are looking at him as if he is a passive God. He's not a passive God. Why do you think that Romans 5 and 3 says, and not only that, but we also rejoice in afflictions because we know that affliction produces endurance. Endurance produces uh, character and proven character produces hope. Why would we see this verse if we serve a passive God? Why, why would we see this? He is letting us know in Romans 5 that when you go through things, it produces things within you that you can in turn, right? We always say, oh, it's a lesson or a blessing. And that is absolutely right in a lot of areas. But if we don't go through those things, we will never know, was that a blessing or was that a lesson? Was that an experience that we needed to see? What, what it is, is that we as, you know, spiritual beings, we are passive, God is not passive. As parents, okay, I mean, you can always look at it in the sense of because we say, you know, God is our father, right? I can tell you right now, my dad didn't let nothing pass, okay? Nothing. Everything is, I'll go get my belt, okay? There, there was no passivity, okay? No passivity. The only time passivity came 
with my dad is when I got to be a teenager and I was like, I'm done and I'm, and I'm rebelling. And then he was like, well, you know, she's on her own now. But as a child, he was not passive. Same thing with God. God is not a passive God. We say this too shall pass, which kind of in turn gives us a one-off of saying, well, I can just wait on God or I I don't have to do this because I don't have to take this step or I don't have to make this change or I don't have to deal with my trauma or I don't have to, you know, face these burdens. I can just say this too shall pass and just leave it and hope that all works out well. And it was disappointing to me because I've heard this phrase my entire life. But I said, what does this actually mean? Because if this too shall pass, then God, why do I feel the way I feel? Why do I feel worried and anxious? And, you know, why do I feel like my mind is a battlefield and I'm negative and, you know, you know, we're in an uncomfortable season and we've been here for a minute, but, you know, you say, if it says this too shall pass, then, you know, why is this not passing? Why does it seem like it's just getting worse? And it's not, it's not God. It's us. It's us because we don't want to change. Change is uncomfortable. We don't want to face our traumas or we don't want to face you know, situations as they come. It's easy to say this too shall pass. But God is a God of love. God is a God of growth. God is a God that wants us, Jeremiah 29, 11, the plans that I have for you is to prosper, not, to, not for harm. He wants us to prosper, but he is not passive, meaning he is not going to let us just float through without growing. He's not going to allow us to float through, right, without the change that is needed. We pray for blessings, and we wonder why we do not get these blessings, and that is because we are refusing to change us. We expect that God will make exceptions to bless us, right? We expect God to make all the changes to make us comfortable without change or without healing or without, you know, um, without facing what needs to be faced in order to get to the other side of that. So a lot of us find ourselves in the middle for a really long time. And we don't understand it and we get disappointed and we get discouraged and we start questioning God and saying, well, maybe this isn't right, you know, or on the other side of that, we, we say, oh no, you know, it's all going to work out. It's all going to work out. It's all going to work out when, you know, you and me, we are filled with the Holy Spirit, right? So God's presence, we say, where is God? He present. He is 
very present. Just because we are not present does not mean that he is not present. Because he is very present. But we say, where, where is God? God, where are you? Why aren't you doing this or why aren't you doing that? And then we get this sprout of positivity and say, oh, this too shall pass. What is God trying to show you today? What has God been trying to tell you and show you that you keep thinking and saying to yourself, oh, this too shall pass? How are you being passive in your walk with God? Have you committed to really, because, you know, I've talked about this before, but I read this book called The Body Keeps the Score. When you go through traumas and when you go through different situations in your life, and although you may be past that, and it may be years and years and years ago, okay, or whatever it is, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm over it. But something happens. Something happens. And your body remembers that. You're like, oh my God, I have a headache. Or, you know, we get high blood pressure. We get heart problems. We get headaches. We gain weight. We, you know, um, have gut issues. If you don't know that your gut is, is, is like a second brain, okay? Everything goes through your gut. We begin to have all of these issues. And we're like, okay, well, I don't understand why I'm having all of these issues. But instead of, instead of addressing the issues... We ignore them. But in reality, our body is telling us something. Our body is, is, is letting us know that, hey, something is not right. We carry our stress in our body, our worry in our body. We carry everything in our body. But yes, we're so disconnected from our body. The Holy Spirit lives in this body. But me as a human and as a woman of God, a child of God, I am so disconnected from my own body. I refuse, you know, well, I don't refuse because I'm very transparent with my, with my trauma. I'm very transparent with a lot of things in my life and being vulnerable is something that I've learned to do. And, you know, I do still um, shrink back sometimes in expressing my emotions, but I can write in my journal and I can identify and be very transparent with myself as to what is happening with me. But sometimes, you know, we... We want to be present with the Holy Spirit and we want the, the Holy Spirit to be present with us, but we are so, so not present. We are so disconnected, not just in our bodies, we're disconnected in our minds, we're disconnected in our hearts. And all of these things begin to happen when stress and trials and tribulations and things come in our life. The easiest thing for us to do is to disconnect. The easiest thing for us to do is say, this too shall pass. It's easy to represent God as a very passive God. But our God is not passive. We are. We're passive because we're stubborn and we're hard-headed and we don't want to face things head on. But can I tell you something? 
we have to acknowledge when things happen to us, okay? And sometimes, and let me just give you an example because I know that everybody's had this experience. Things are going really, really good. Everything is going great, smooth sailing, okay? Something happens, triggers something. You know, something in your life changes, whether that's financially or, you know, um, you have grief or you're in a season of discomfort or, you know, or your job is, you know, you know, cut back your hours or, or, or whatever. You're going through a divorce or a separation or marriage issues or whatever it is, right? It hits you. That trial and that tribulation hits you like a ton of bricks, right? So then you're chugging along, chugging along, chugging along, and then things begin to get better, right? You see things begin to get better and get better and get better. But then all of a sudden it's like, boom, that same situation in a different situation happens, right? So you will begin to see this vicious cycle, this vicious cycle. You may think that you got past something and things are going good, but you're going to see that exact same thing come back around again and it may be in a different form or a different situation or a different relationship, whatever it is, you're going to see it come again. Why? Because you didn't deal with it the first time. You did not deal with the trauma. You did not deal with why your finances are the way they are. You did not deal with the past relationships that betrayed you. You didn't, <clears throat> excuse me. You didn't deal with the drug addiction, right? You didn't deal with the loss of your child or the loss of your mother or the loss of your grandparents, right? You didn't deal with that. So you see the same situation, or I guess I could say the same learning experience, okay? Because these are learning experiences that God is trying to get us to go through, to grow through, but you didn't go through it the last time. Instead, you, you shoved it down, you put it in a box, you put it in the closet, and you're like, mm, I'm good, I'm straight, I'm, 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 I'm good, right? But then we see this same thing come back around. We see the insecurities come up. We see the doubt come up. You know, we see the trauma triggers come up. We see the, we see the relapse and the addiction. We see all of these things. And until, <clears throat> excuse me, until we face these things head on, which is what God wants us to do. We cannot get to that next level until we get honest with ourselves and with God, which God already knows what's going on, but sometimes we are not honest with God. Even though God knows everything, we're not honest. We're not honest with ourselves. We're not honest with God. And then we begin to say things like, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. I think sometimes, and I'm speaking of me, when we say this too shall pass, it's a cop-out on us. We're copping out of, what, of, of that seed that's already been planted, 
right? That means we're copping out of watering, we're copping out of taking care of, and we're copping out of harvesting the seed and which has already been planted by God for us. And why do we do this? Because we're uncomfortable with change. We're uncomfortable with facing issues that are uncomfortable. We don't want to make hard decisions. We don't want to have to face the trauma. We don't want to have to face the fact that I use eating as comfort. We don't want to face the fact that we had another failed relationship. We don't want to face the fact that we've relapsed again and why do we keep going back to addiction? You know, we don't want to face the fact that you know, um, you know, we, we have some mommy guilt or some daddy guilt or some shame or we don't want to face those things. And why often do we not? Because we watch highlight reels of people's lives all day, every day, and we assume that everybody's life is good, but ours is not. So let's pretend that it is, okay? And this too shall pass and we're going to get through this. And things are going to be different. And then I'll be able to post the highlight reel also. It's not like that. Just because everybody has a highlight reel does not mean that it's real. It doesn't. I say all of this to say this. I always relate these podcasts back to myself because I'm sure I'm not the only one. But I'm gonna, I will admit that my mind is a battlefield. I am really good at overanalyzing. I am really good at worrying. I'm really good at, you know, finding a better way, you know, and thinking about a better way. But doing that or stepping up to do that is, I I don't. I'm the passive one. God is not the passive one. And I encourage you today To lean into Romans 5 and 3. To lean into rejoice in your afflictions. Because we know that affliction produces endurance. Endurance produces proven character. And proven character produces hope. This hope will not disappoint us. Because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. When we go through hard times, we disconnect. We disconnect from sometimes reality. We disconnect from the people who love us. We disconnect from our own being and feeling Um, in our body, we disconnect from our body and we don't want to feel, we don't want to feel what is going on in our life right now. We don't want to feel it. We don't want to think about it. We just want to go, right? Let's just plow through it, right? Like you, you can see a bull at a, at a rodeo, right? And when he is let out to do his job, he is literally, okay, plowing through it, okay? Plowing through anything. If he wants to get out of that chute, he tries to jump over it, right? He wants to plow through. And that's what we do. Instead of sitting in with God and saying, God, I realize that I am plowing through and my body is exhausted. 
my mind is I am exhausted from all of my negative thoughts and my worry and all of these things and I'm tired of plowing through I need to hear your voice and feet and and I need your guidance what is it that you want me to learn from this what is it that you want me to let go of what is it that i need to heal from and be open and vulnerable with god and he's going to show you and sometimes god's already showed us but we don't want to hear it we don't want to face that thing Okay, we're like, oh no, I'm good, but we're not good because that particular thing is affecting our life. And sometimes we do this in situations where we don't want to disappoint the people that we love. So what we do is we disconnect and we plow through certain things in our life that we need to sit in and heal from. And we plow through and we disconnect and we become not present. And, 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 and what happens is, you know, those people, you know, you're not disappointing them. You're not. In a lot of situations, they're so proud of you for your bravery and your diligence and your dedication, even in your, when you're plowing through things. But we don't want to ask for help. We don't want to go to the people that love us. And so we disconnect, right? If we disconnect, nobody can see me. It's like I put myself in a box. Nobody can see what I'm going through. Nobody knows. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to plow through it and act like I'm fine. And in reality, you're falling apart. And while everybody around you sees that you're falling apart and they're willing to help, you disconnect. I'm sure people can relate, okay? I encourage you today to really begin to feel in your body because your body is going to tell you, right? I encourage you today to know that God says that shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. It will come to pass. But there's some things that you need to deal with right now that I need you to feel and sit in and heal from. Because I can't take you to that next level being the same person that you've been for 10 years. That's why you're not already at that level because you're refusing to change even when I'm giving you these little God winks, I'm giving you these warning signs, I've posted it everywhere for you to see, but you're so disconnected from your body and you're plowing through and you're just, you feel purely chaotic in your everyday life but I've already showed you I've already you know I've already prompted you to do these things but you're not doing them and we can't get to the next level without facing what we have on our plate right now and healing and learning and being vulnerable and honest with ourselves 
about what is really going on. I encourage you. I sit every morning and I journal. And I journal my feelings and my thoughts. And I go back and I read them and I'm like, are these really accurate? Are they really accurate? And I say, God, I need guidance. Because once you start writing, okay, once you start writing things down, and at first it may be hard to get started, but when you start journaling, it's like it just begins to flow and flow. And it's almost like, it's almost like a purge when you write. You're purging your feelings onto this paper so that you can rid your body of these things. I don't know what you need to heal from. I don't know what's holding you back. I don't know what areas in your life that you're being passive in. I don't know what areas that you've disconnected. I don't know. But what I am telling you today is that God is ready to elevate you to the next level. God is is stored up so many things for us and that he's willing and ready to give us, right? Just like our kids at Christmas, okay? Let me just give you one more example, and then I'm going to cut this off because I've gone way over. Just like our kids at Christmas, we we do this threatening thing right at Christmas, right? We're like, if you don't be good, Santa's coming, and we're going to tell Santa, and you're not going to get any presents, right? But But what do we always do? We always give our kids their present. Always, right? God is no different. He is ready to give us the gifts. We are what's holding ourselves back. God's not holding us back. We are. Because we don't want to face the things that God is trying to show us. So we say, this too shall pass. Stop saying that. Say, this shall come to pass when I, whatever, when I heal, when I begin to face the issues, when I become a good steward over my finances, you know, when I stop uh, taking less pay than what I deserve and what I'm qualified for, when I stop questioning myself, when I stop having imposter syndrome because of what I have now. So I'm, I've shrank back to a smaller version of myself because I have imposter syndrome. God has so much for us in this life But there is one thing that we can't get back, and that's time. So it's time to start dealing with the things that need to be dealt with. And only you know what those are. I mean, I can't sit here. I mean, I could coach you, and you could tell me your story, and I could probably tell you what's going on with you. But you know what's going on with you. You know those things that are holding you back. Those things that you keep saying, this too shall pass, there you go. There's your sign. When you start saying, this too shall pass, whatever that situation is that you're saying that to, here's your sign. 
What about that situation needs to change? What do I need to do internally and externally to get to where God is trying to take me? What area do I need to grow in in that area? I just encourage you today. It's time. You've been going through it for so long. Now it's time to grow through it. You've been going through it for so long. Now it's time to grow through it. It's time to get back present, get connected, and, and, and start dealing with and facing head on those challenges that God is already leading you and guiding you through. And I hope this touches the ears that needs to hear it. I hope that it, um, it speaks to you. And, you know, if you need, know somebody else that needs to hear this, please feel free to share. And thank you for hanging out with me. And I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.